SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, let's start off by talking tennis. Maybe Bruce Davidson will calm us down here. Bruce, good evening and thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Thanks, Tabiso. Thanks for having me on the show. Bruce, we lost four one. We lost four one to Luxembourg. Bruce, did you did you see this coming? Firstly, well, yeah, I thought that was going to be a tough tie because all the Luxembourg players are are, are professional uh, regulars on the tour, and we had a, a completely new, except for Raven Class and Gebitan team. So it was going to be a tall order. Number one, we were brand new. Most of our players, in fact, three of the four um, uh, players, and the one that. Even a debutante, Raven Clarkson, is only a doubles player and he's on his way out um, of, 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 uh, of playing professional tennis. He's about to retire. And, uh, and we were playing in Luxembourg. And when a home uh, tie is played, uh, the Luxembourgs have the advantage, number one, of, of court service. So they choose the best for their players. They choose the area where probably the biggest fan support is. And, of course, they're used to the conditions there. So it's going to always be a tough one for our guys. And um, I, I, I gave it a 60-40 to Luxembourg. Um, uh, I, I thought South Africa might be able to do something. They did do something in the doubles. But obviously, you know, it was overwhelming for our debutants. They go out there. They dreamt of playing for their country. They, 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 they kept just before they go into court. And you walk out into the big stage against the experienced players playing for your country. The pressure's huge. And, uh, you know, they'll come right. Give them a, a, a few tires. It takes a while. I mean, Lloyd Harris, when he started playing, he couldn't win. Uh, a match um, and you know he was playing with Kevin Anderson um, as his hero and uh, eventually he got into the groove and he started becoming a really confident Davis Cup player Okay so so was it the luck of the draw that, that we played away or was a decision taken? Oh, well I mean first of all when, when, it, when the draw is done by the International Tennis Federation we were fighting to stay in group two it was a playoff tie we, we, we when, if you play against a country um, on a certain date, any time in history, the next uh, tie that you play against the same country, you play in the other country. So it's an away tie. So if we played Luxembourg, which we have done you know, seven years ago in South Africa, then automatically, regardless when we play them again, whether it's two years, three, four years time, you have to play in Luxembourg. That's how the draw works. So we always knew we were going to play away. Um, and secondly, you know, we, we, the captain, Christopher Rensburg, is a seasoned, uh, uh, experienced Davis Cup player himself, as well as uh, a, a top professional, top 20 in the world, singles, number one in doubles. He then has, a, has to try and get players to play. Obviously, his first call goes out to the most experienced senior players like Lloyd Harris, who wasn't available because he's just come off an injury. It was a bit too risky to play Davis Cup and then still get back onto the tour if anything had happened in Luxembourg and he's out um, of, of, of action. Raven Clarkson put his hand up. He said, I'll play, but I'm only in the doubles. And then he had to start looking for the other players going on the world rankings. Unfortunately, Philip Henning is playing NCAA in America. They wouldn't release him. That's the Americans. Uh, C4, C4 Monty, the same thing. Uh, Colin Monty, same thing. And so he has to get the best that he can. And he puts, to, to me, he had a really nice, young, good side. I mean, uh, you know, Gavin Bonnos, African champion, um, a person like uh, Chris, uh, um, uh, uh, what uh, I'll get him soon now, but he's a regular hitting partner with the Lloyd Harris. 
he's, he's, he goes to Dubai and he, he, he spends a lot of time practicing with Lloyd Harris. Um, Becky is also a really good junior, was one of the top in the country. So you see, these, these, these things add to, to the, 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 the Chris Van Bakers that the guys looking at. So these debutants have their own pedigrees. But when it comes to Davis, it's a different animal. It's a complete different animal. I mean, uh, you know, Devin Bodnos has won the African Championships away from home on clay. Amazing effort. I mean, he's an African champion, but it's just, it's just difficult playing Davis Cup. You, you're just in a, in a different league. First time you're wearing the green and the gold in a senior capacity, you've got a, 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 an incredible opportunity, and it's a lot of pressure. And, but they'll come right. And it's just that they played a very experienced side. Luxembourg, you like you said, small country. But they love tennis, and they do play tennis. They've got an ATP tour tournament. They've got a WTA tournament. We don't even have an ATP and a WTA official uh, a top tier tournament. They've got them. They love tennis, and um, even though 600,000 uh, odd population, a lot of them play good tennis. But we have a population of 60 million people, Bruce. Are you saying in the 60 million we can't find good enough tennis players to beat a nation of 640,000 people? Or is it an indication of where our tennis is at the moment? I hear you saying some of the some of the boys are young, fair enough, and they'll get better with this experience. But still, are we not able to produce enough quality players that, that, that can take on a small nation like this and beat them? Yeah, well, we always knew that when Kevin Anderson was going to retire, there was going to be a problem with the depth of of, of tennis in our country. We haven't got a big pool of players, um, and we really have a big problem there. In the old days, and we talk about the old days when Wayne Ferreira, Marcus and Rifka, Grant Stafford, I mean, I was touring with the, 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 the South African Davis Cup team. They had big sponsors. They were in the world group. Hey, that's top eight teams in the world. And we used to play all over the world, but we had a pool of 20 players, Tabisa, that we could choose four players from. That was an amazing thing. I mean, you were lucky to be selected to play for South Africa and Davis Cup. And you know what the reason for that was? We used to have a super squad program. So the top players like uh, Devin Bardenhorst, um, you know, like Chris Van Bate, like Alec Beckley, would be part of a super squad system. They would have some of the top coaches in South Africa, former players, traveling with them around the world, guiding them as they play. We haven't got those super squads. We've spoken about it over the years. Tennis South Africa would like to bring it back. But for an average tennis player um, to, to, to play on, on, uh, with a coach on, on the circuit every year, it's about a 1.8 million cost. Not many people have got that, especially 40 million of our population. You know, they, that, that's definite. Now, for, for Luxembourg, they play blessed because they've got an HP tournament, a WTA tournament, and both of those tournaments generate probably about six to seven million rand profit a year. So they've got 12 million rand. Plus, if you get into a car in Luxembourg, you can go for a picnic in four countries over a five-hour period. We in South Africa, we're so far away from all the tennis action, we've got to get into flights, go all the way to Europe to, to play proper tennis action or the States. You know, we are isolated in South Africa. So there's a lot of advantages to the European countries. And, you know, because they have those big tournaments and they are a financial hub, you know, they can make those profits. Um, and we just don't have that. And, and we've got to maybe we look at, 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 at our development. And it's, it's, it's proper development of, 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 of not grassroots, but the development of our Davis and Third Cup teams with our women's, um, sorry, Billie Jean King Cup teams. Our women's team is even in a worse position than the men's team. At least there's some players to choose from. 
Um, but unfortunately, with the women, it's, 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 it's even a worse position. And we've got some of the best juniors in the world playing probably the best junior circuit in the world. But after that age of 16, we've got to get a really good high-performance program going so that our kids have a really good shot of being professionals, playing good Davis and Billie Jean King Cup and don't turn to other sports and disappear from the game. But it's going to cost a lot of money and it's got to be managed properly. Okay, we've got a voice note that's come through on 0614104107. We're just trying to find out where is our tennis at the moment. You know, my brother Tabiso, uh, my heart breaks when when I can hear how our country has got such talented individuals, yet we don't have sponsors to take them forward. And it's the responsibility of government to make sure that sports excels in the country. But with the ANC, it's simply the opposite. They don't invest in our athletes. Thank you, Chapter 2. Okay, Good evening, thank- so Good evening to all the listeners. It's an absolute embarrassment. 640,000 people beating a nation of 64 million. It's an absolute embarrassment. Why? Because our government does not invest in sport according to other governments in the world. That is... Blink, and the world has changed to a metaverse. Augmented reality is here. So it's 5G, big data, quantum computing, coding, artificial intelligence, data analytics, cybersecurity, gaming development and robotics. Looking for a career of the future? Register at the reignited PC Training and Business College. Call 0861-819-266 or visit our campuses countrywide. Randwater is concerned about the significant increase of water consumption in its areas of supply. The increase in water consumption is putting severe strain on Randwater's distribution network. To save water, please do not wash your cars with hose pipes. Use buckets to not water your garden during the day. Do not wash your pavements with hose pipes. Use brooms to sweep. Turn off your tap while brushing your teeth. Repair your leaking taps. Do not turn on your tap fully and turn off after use. Do not leave your tap running while rinsing your hair or shaving. Please use the sprinkler system if necessary between sunset and sunrise. Please cover your swimming pools to avoid quick evaporation. Randwater. Finding new ways. SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musiya on Twitter. Let's go to the lines quickly. Ahmed has called us from Enedel. Good evening, Ahmed. Hello, Tabiso. Are you well? Uh, Tabiso, I just want to, to, to ask you something. Tennis players, they play on different surfaces, isn't it? Yes. Um, uh, South Africa, the surface that they played on uh, uh, when they went for the Davis Cup, mm-hmm. did did you, did you find out if the surface was suited for them, or are you just now um, making your own assumptions? Because all of that things uh, account. 
But I don't even it's think I, I don't even think it's about the surface. I think regardless of the surface, we should be able to produce enough players that can beat um, Luxembourg. And it's not only Luxembourg, Ahmed. Over the years, we've lost to Bosnia, we've lost to Israel, we've lost to Bulgaria. I think we've only beaten Venezuela over the, over, over the past few years. So it's not just about this one this one match and this one tie against Luxembourg. I think in, in general, there's a huge concern with our with where our tennis is, and that's what we are trying to raise here. If you check uh, uh, the pool of tennis players in South Africa, if you compare it to soccer, then South Africa, the soccer, they, 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 they lost then against, what was it? The Central Republic of, of, of Africa. How small is that country? But then it's the same issue that we're raising, that we've got a problem. There's something that we're not doing right. Maybe we're not creating enough access when it comes to tennis. Maybe maybe the rest of the population it doesn't have access to tennis and we're choosing from a smaller pool. And that's the same thing that's happened with swimming over the years. I remember in 2016, actually, I was at the Rio Olympic Games and we had no female swimmer in the pool. We had no female swimmer in the pool. And it came out in the... Um, in the EPG reports that were conducted by the Ministry uh, Eminent Persons Group, that our swimming, our, our pool of talent in swimming was limited only to certain schools and, it was, and, and swimming was not accessible to the majority of the country. And maybe those are some of the problems that we have because we've got the numbers, but why are we not producing these athletes? You know, Tabi sometimes we are making too, too, too many excuses. Because if you come to my, to my uh, town, there's tennis courts. It's not being used. If you go to to to, to Soweto, there's tennis courts that are not being used. If you went, if you go to 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 a, a, a orange farm, there is our our our, our communities and our uh, 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 there's there's actually no sports going on in our community. That's exactly what I'm saying. There, there's no sports. There's no what sports. Is, That's what I'm saying. So what is your point? No, I'm just one. I'm just uh, uh, you are uh, going on about the tennis now. Um, the way that you, uh, when you introduced uh, uh, your, your, your show, uh, the way that you were carrying on, it seems like uh, uh, we just sent a useless team over uh, to play in Luxembourg. No, but it's, it's got nothing to do with this team. We're talking in general here, and that's why we've invited an analyst to, 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 to help us understand what is going on and whether we should be pressing panic buttons or not. So I didn't even mention the players and the teams and all of that. But uh, Bruce... Let's, that's why we've, um, we've we've called you. And by the way, I didn't use the word useless, Ahmed. So please don't put words in my mouth. Bruce, is the surface an issue like Ahmed has raised? Well, I think Ahmed raised a very valid point about the surface. They played on, on a hard court, a deco turf indoor. We do not have hard court, deco turf indoor in South Africa. We do not play indoor tennis in South Africa. It's winter. Um, abroad, they had to play in hardcore decker turf indoor. It's a very fast surface. So already our players were at a disadvantage, and that's the advantage of the host nation. Our players have never, ever in our country have we had hard decker talk. We have got not, we've got one indoor court in South Africa. It's a very small court in Stellenbosch at the university, um, and it definitely isn't a decker turf. So that's already an, a disadvantage. They go there a few days before to try and get used to the surface and they were battling with that surface so already they were and it's a surface that the Luxembourg players are brought up on if you look at the world rankings of the, the players they were well ahead of us in the world rankings that was already a, a disadvantage they had three players in the top 300 of the world we had not one in the top 300 of the world so it, that is a, a, another disappointment and we had debutants that's how I opened the show we had a first time person to be said first time you go on air national air speak to the, 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 the whole of the country. It's daunting. 
It's not easy, but you got into it. You become a hero. You become tracksuit. That's the way it works. It takes a while to get into the groove. We had our, we want our back foot going into the star. It was always going to be a tall, tall ask for, for Christopher Rensburg and his boys to deliver a win there. We knew we had a shot in the doubles. Yes, we won the doubles, but that's only one of five, uh, five brothers in a best of five rubber tie. But saying all that, we listen, I listened to your voice notes. We in South Africa have got to re-look at this whole situation. Please don't ask government to fund this. Our government needs to fund other priorities. They haven't got the money. The, the tax base in South Africa is very small compared to other nations who are able, like Australia, to fund their national teams. Uh, it, it, corporate South Africa also must come to the party, but there's not much you can get out of a Davis Cup tie being played out of the country that isn't even televised. I mean, if you're going to put $2 million into that tie or $3 million as a sponsorship, your return's not going to be great. And in and, 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 and soccer, rugby, cricket, they've got big audiences, um, you know, big television audiences, big spectator audiences, big money uh, is generated from, from, from that, those sports. Tennis doesn't have that. So, you know, they've got sponsors like Rose Point, et cetera, et cetera, that really are passionate about developing the game, but it's very, very difficult uh, for South African tennis to, to put maybe together a, a 12 million rand uh, super sport program, choose six boys, six girls, get them out there, because the return is very little. So you've got to find a sponsor that's really passionate about doing something for the development of the game and giving uh, uh, the, the players the best chance. When Wayne Ferrer and them were doing all of these uh, super sports, uh, super squads around the country, South Africa had a, a, an incredible tax break deal for sponsors. The government of the day gave 90% back of your sponsorship if you supported sport because of apartheid and because of sanctions. So it's easy. It was easy then. Now it's not that easy. So, Bruce, we've now dropped from, we're playing in a world group two relegation, and we've now dropped basically to regional three events. Is it not a concern? Put Luxembourg aside. We've lost to Bosnia, Herzegovina, we've lost to Israel and Bulgaria over the years. The one team that I can remember us beating was a, a, a Venezuela. Is, is that not a concern where we are at the moment? It is a concern. You drop down the ladder and you go to the base. You can't go literally any further. So why we have to start building up? When we were admitted into Davis Cup after apartheid was dismantled, we were in the same level. And we had to, it took us three years to get to world group, but we got there. So what we have to do is we've got to now take our players and give them Davis Cup experience playing at that level. Because now that level where other, other countries have the same situation as ours. And so we've got to quickly take them, we've got to nurture them, we've got to introduce them to, to, to playing Davis Cup. It's a complete different ball game, playing Davis Cup or playing for yourself, because tennis is an individual sport, now playing in a team event. So Christopher Rensburg is going to have to start grooming the players, playing at that lower level, and start working his way up using the same players, and as they develop in their own way and become better players, because I'm sure Devin Bardmus is going to be a top 200 player and Alec Beckley and Chris Van Vick, they're all going to climb the ladder like, like uh, Lloyd Harris did, and eventually he'll be able to work his way up the, the, the different groups because his team will have more experience, and individually they'll start 
becoming better players and improving their world rankings. So, so where we are right now after this loss to Luxembourg is basically the lowest you can go in. in yeah, it's, 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 it's at the lowest level. There is one or two levels below this, but um, I don't think that we will drop any further. With the players that we've got, having a look at the result, you know, Alex Knapp, a top uh, a professional player, only beat Alec Beckley in three sets. Chris Van Beek was unlefted, unlucky to lose 6-4, 6-4. He had chances in both sets, just couldn't uh, think. I mean, the doubles we won, which is we spoke about, Chris Van Beek then, you know, found his groove and nearly beat Alex Clough, uh, who's one of the high-ranked players. He lost in three sets. No, they, they, I think they performed very well. Um, if you look at the score lines. But unfortunately, the result is what matters. And that happens in every sport. You can play as well as you want. If you don't walk off the court as a winner, you're not the winner. And But I, I am encouraged, and after speaking to Krista, which I did, um, I'm encouraged by the heart that these kids put into the, their effort, the, how they listened. And I do believe that, you know, with the luck of the draw, maybe next time we play a South African tie in South Africa, much a complete different ball game. All the families there, all the fans are there, playing on the surfaces that we, we grew, up, grew up in, and then the team that comes here is on the back foot. Okay, Bruce, if you can just stay with us, I'll take the last call. Auntie B has called us from Kabecha. Good evening, Auntie B. Malwen. Hey to you. Hello. Nice to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I to be so. Thanks for taking my call. My late dad, Arthur George Kutsia, was the Arthur Ash of South Africa in the 60s. Never, just because of our banning, could get to Wimbledon. Mm. Okay? They started... Hello? Yes, we can hear you, Auntie B. We're listening. Uh, There's a beep, beep. I'm sorry, there's a beep. Sorry. Uh, um, Then then Dad and a few of his colleagues, um, as in teachers and also of the community elders, opened up our tennis courts hmm. in Kabeha, northern areas. And, and, and the point I'm, I'm trying to make uh, to your previous caller that was misunderstood, you can understand the frustration because um, coming from a, spa- a, a sporting family, being in the struggle and you have to battle to get to whatever, hmm. tons and whatever, and, and the injuries that comes with it, hmm. and the exposure the limitations, you know, uh, 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 that is what we need. Mm. We need that. We, 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 that's where we need investment in, you know. There's a youngster, Peterson. Remember our doubles uh, 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 gentleman? Mm-hmm. I can't get his first name now. His surname is Peterson. His late grandfather played with my dad. Oh. You know? And, and, and so many. Brilliant, brilliant. Not sport. Benjamin Peterson. Is it? Uh, uh, oh, sorry, we lost you. Oh, Auntie. Oh, okay, sorry about that. Bruce, just finally from you, is there a problem with the lack of access to the sport and just growing the game and introducing it to new communities and 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 and, and, and just facilities also here in South Africa? I mean, the tennis court costs hundreds of thousands of rand. The maintenance of it is, is, is a lot. We used to have a lot of courts there. A lot of them are now netball courts. Club uh, tennis has died in South Africa, which is sad because that was the heartbeat of tennis. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's very difficult. I mean, we need to really introduce programs that 
that that are going to be sustainable in areas where there is talent. And you've got to identify that talent and identify those areas. And um, and I think that there is an effort by Tennis South Africa. They've got growth point centers in Atrichville, Soweto, um, Mamelodi. So in Newcastle and Hammond's Kral also being uh, yeah, open Kral, yeah, recently. They're, they're doing their very best. But, you know, it, we one thing I can tell you is we've got an enormous talent of juniors. There's over 4,500 registered junior players and we have the most comprehensive junior circuit in the world. And this is a historic thing that has stayed. Every single holiday, there are tournaments all over. We've got an incredible high-end tournament uh, Grand Prix circuit that is sponsored as well. So, you know, the players are there, the talent is there, but unless you've made it at about 16 or 17 or are playing at the highest level, you can forget it. Tennis, you know, tennis pros are making it big early in life. We in South Africa develop a little late, so let's give them another year or two, but if you haven't made it by 17 or 18, it's a problem, and in order to make it, you need money, and money only comes to a few, and sometimes talented players who haven't got the money uh, get left on the sideline, and that's what worries me, and I think that's what we've got to worry about, is taking a talented player that really is talented, you might not have the money to travel the world, we've got to get him into a squad and let him travel the world to give him his best shot at being a pro. And a lot of those are players of color, which is the saddest thing to me. And it's just historically not possible for them to afford uh, 600 to a million rand a year to play on the circuit. Okay, Bruce, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for the insight and the sober view that you've given us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And and actually, remember when the Munza brothers started Sipo and, and Kulu, I mean, we were on another radio station and we had to raise funds for them to go to these tournaments and their parents had to quit their jobs uh, to make sure that they support them and sell their cars and all of that. And our listeners came together and we tried to raise as, ma- as much funds as we could just to get them to these tournaments. So these are the challenges. But I worry, guys, if we are not worried about dropping to regional three events and losing to Luxembourg and we think that this is normal and everything is fine. We must just continue. It can't, It cannot be, guys. Such a, 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 a talented sporting nation like South Africa. I mean, we've produced some great tennis players in the past. Okay, let's take one voice note and then we're going to talk basketball. Hi, Tabiso. Um, I hope you're well. Ah, Tabiso, that call of yours has got no idea what he's talking about. Yes, I agree with the issues of the, of the township facilities. We do have the sport, we do have the players, we do have all the talent. But to be so, I'm sorry to say, we do not have the involvement of the stakeholders. Private and public sector, no one is developing, no one is assisting to develop. Schools can only take it this far. Thank you, Tabiso. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, we're gonna Okay, we're gonna move right along now. Thanks for those voice notes and we're gonna talk uh, basketball. Before we talk basketball, Sundowns have just scored against Richards Bay. <clears throat> no surprises there, I guess. Um but it's still early, still eighteen eighteen minutes played, and guess who? The striker of Jesus Christ, Peter Shalulile, with a cool uh, finish. They're getting in between three defenders of Richards Bay, and he just chipped it over the goalkeeper. Uh, makes makes it look so easy, Peter Shalulile. So Sundowns have scored against um, 
Richards Bay. It's 1-0. They're playing in the NetBank Cup. It's a last 32 encounter. Um, this is where the the, the, the premiership teams get to join um, the NetBank Cup. The other teams have been playing uh, preliminaries, teams from the lower leagues, and they've been knocking each other out. So now the big boys are joining in. And uh, the beauty about the NetBank Cup is that we like to see some of those upsets. Okay, I believe we've got more voice notes about the 10th.